Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about market psychology. There's two principal emotions that drive investment decisions, fear and greed. Fear and greed usually sit at opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to decision-making. Greed propels us forward, and fear usually holds people back when making investment decisions. If you've been listening to this show for a while, you'll know that I'm a big proponent of buying hard assets. Top of the list of hard assets is real estate. We're talking real income producing real estate. But there's other hard assets that are also worth investing in. That can include commodity metals like copper and precious metals like platinum, silver, and gold. Gold has typically been considered a safe haven investment in times of uncertainty and a hedge against inflation. But I'm not talking about buying gold certificates. That's what most people buy when they talk about buying gold. They call their broker and ask to buy a few ounces of gold. But when you buy gold certificates, you bought a piece of paper and the brokerage house registers an entry in a database saying that you now own a couple ounces of gold. Your purchase assumes that your brokerage house is not going to go bankrupt anytime soon. If the brokerage takes delivery of the gold, then you still have a piece of paper and you have some amount of counterparty risk. But when you hold the physical metal, there's no counterparty. And when you hold physical real estate, there's also no counterparty. I'm a proponent of holding the physical metal. Prices for gold seem to fluctuate based on those two emotions, greed and fear. When fear is highest, the demand for gold increases and the price tends to rise. Over the weekend, we heard reports from the Ukraine that peace stocks were advanced enough to perhaps warrant face-to-face meetings between President Putin and President Zelensky. In the aftermath of this announcement, the price of gold fell rather abruptly. It signaled an early end to the war. Now, in my opinion, while it's encouraging to see the Ukraine gain control over several areas that have been previously under Russian siege, we should not be under any illusion this war is over. We should also not be under any illusion that Russia will be welcomed back into the G20 with open arms anytime soon. There is a small window, in my opinion, to use any pullback in price of gold as a buying opportunity to get a small discount on the price. Now, if you invest in commodity metals, you're most likely not going to be taking possession of the metal itself. It's most likely going to be a certificate. An examination of commodities as a hard asset shouldn't be limited to gold. We should look at other commodities that have industrial applications like copper. We see rising global demand for the product and finite supply. Some jurisdictions have switched from copper to plastic plumbing in response to the scarcity of copper and cost, but demand for copper and electrical wiring remains strong and growing. Each gas-powered automobile has about 20 kilograms or 44 pounds of copper in it for wiring, but each electric vehicle has almost four and a half times that amount of copper. Tesla alone consumes 45,000 metric tons of copper per year, and that's just Tesla. Every house that's being built needs a lot of copper for electrical wiring. It's possible that someday we'll figure out some alloy that might allow us to reduce the amount of copper and wiring, but I don't think that's going to be physically possible. That's just my opinion as an electrical engineer. Flowing a current through a metal causes electrolysis, which corrodes the less noble metal. Pure copper seems to be the best conductor out there. The world experimented with aluminum wiring back in the 1950s and 60s and found that the oxidation of aluminum created a fire hazard. Even a small amount of impurity in copper, like a fraction of a percent in arsenic, can impede conductivity by 15%. So copper needs to be very pure in order to be effective. The only better conductors of electricity, like gold and silver, are prohibitively expensive. So I think we're stuck with copper for anything electrical or electronic for the foreseeable future. With global uncertainty and ongoing supply chain disruptions, investing in copper as a commodity 
appears, at least in my opinion, to have more upside than downside. We could see demand drop if there's an economic slowdown, but at the same time, we have large areas in the nation of the Ukraine, for example, which has been destroyed by Russian missiles and artillery. Those homes will eventually need to be rebuilt. That's going to create significant demand for materials involved in reconstruction. We don't know how long that's going to be before the reconstruction occurs, but it will require a lot of copper. The U.S. is on track to build 2 million new homes this year. All of that requires a lot of copper. As more and more emerging economies purchase automobiles in large numbers, like India and China, the global demand for copper continues to grow. The largest copper reserves in the world are located in South America and Australia, followed by Russia. Russia represents about 7% of world's production of copper, and we can expect that economic sanctions will limit that source of supply for a number of years, which will have the short-term impact of changing the balance of supply and demand, driving prices up. I'm still a huge believer in real estate as one of the best places you can invest. But for those seeking a highly liquid and diversified place to park cash, commodity metals could be a solid place to invest. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.